All right, something we've been talking about recently is the importance of building and owning Christian businesses as a means of shaping culture. We've talked to some degree in my conversations with Eric Kahn, Dave Hatcher, and Jerry Owen about what it looks like to make a business successfully Christian, what that means. But it's been a while since we've talked about what it means for a Christian to have a successful business. What does it take to grow a business effectively? So this episode is a replay of a conversation I had a while back with Jeff Mao, the founder and CEO at Tenacore. Tenacore is a manufacturing company that produces concealed carry products. Right now their main product is uh, concealed carry holsters, but they have other great things going as well. In this conversation, Jeff and I are specifically talking about what it looks like to build a strong brand. Why is reputation so important for growing a business? And how do you build a reputation that is both widely known and positive? It was an extremely helpful conversation for me, and I think it'll be helpful for anyone who is or who wants to be involved in growing a small business. I'm your host, Landon Buto, and this podcast is provided by Cleveland Street Mortgage in pursuit of our mission of helping people to cultivate wealth and property in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. A quick note before we start, I plan to begin each episode going forward by reading a verse from Proverbs that provides helpful instruction in the area of work and wealth. Please enjoy this week's conversation, and remember that if you're interested in getting a mortgage with our team at CSM, or if you know someone who will be getting a mortgage soon, connect with us at clevelandstreet.com. Our culture has been programmed to view poverty as something that happens to people. We think of people as victims of poverty, but there's a verse in scripture that contradicts this perspective of poverty. Proverbs 10.4 says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. That's not what we're supposed to think when we hear about welfare programs that support those in poverty. We're supposed to think those unlucky people have it so hard. But scripture says that he who has a slack hand becomes poor. Scripture says that diligence bears fruit, that it leads to wealth. Here's two things I'm not suggesting and what I don't think scripture is suggesting. First, I'm not suggesting that poverty and wealth are always indicators of how hard a person works. These proverbs are principles and patterns, not mathematical formulas. There are exceptions. Second, I'm not saying that Christians should refuse to help the poor even when there is laziness involved. But here's what I do think we should understand. It's important to shift our perspective from assuming that everyone in poverty is a victim of some sort of calamity and that those who are wealthy should feel guilty about having lucked out. Only once we've properly identified the cause can we work towards a real solution. So we need to be open to the fact that poverty can be, and frequently is, the result of laziness. My name is Jeff Mao. I am the founder of Tenacore. Um, Tenacore is a design development manufacturing company, primarily with concealment products. Uh, our primary products are holsters, mag pouches, and belts. Um, we do everything in-house. Um, it started with with, it starts with an idea in our heads about what we think or how we think a product should work. Um, and then we do all of the design and development and testing and everything in-house. And we manufacture it ourselves and we um, sell it ourselves. So we, um, in one sense, we are different than many people in our current age where people will focus on one aspect. There'll be a marketing company or there'll be you know, some, some particular service provider or they'll just be the retailer or they'll just be one aspect of things. And we try to we do everything. So, yeah, um, which is an you're not just producing. Challenge. 
and a fun challenge. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when did you guys start? What's the timeline been? Uh, so we um, started working on designing projects for or products for a long, long time. Probably took us 10 plus years to bring our first product to market. Um, and a lot of that was just because it was a side thing and different levels of seriousness at different times. 2017, so um, almost six years ago is when we first launched our product on the website. And we are, as far as sales go, we're a direct consumer primarily. Um, most of our sales are either through our website to the consumer or they are through some other channel. We have a fair amount of government sales. So we'll we use distributors uh, and kind of middlemen for on the government side, but for, for most gotcha. of the commercial side, at least we're a direct consumer. Gotcha. Great. I'm curious, um, you, you mentioned, you know, you start, it starts with an idea in your head and then you just kind of take it from there. What, it, what does that process look like specifically? Is it just uh, as you're going, as you're going along, something comes up and you discuss it and then like, let's, pr let's try this, let's execute on it. Or is there a specific, we set meetings for idea creation or what does that look like? Um, no, usually it's a, um, I mean, the start with is, you know, we make holsters and there weren't holsters that functioned how we thought they should function. So there weren't holsters that concealed as well as they we thought they should conceal. Um, and then when pressure tested and training, there weren't holsters that held up how we felt like they should hold up. And so mm. mostly it's out of at least from our perspective, a need. And so and then now that we have products, any design features or changes is, are have to do with either the manufacturing process and making it. Um, more efficient and more productive to produce it or it is a design feature like functionally we think you know we can add this particular feature we can get it to cant and uh, you know we can get it to rotate cant and adjust in height and so we change either the attachment or we change something about the holster so that we can get better or more height adjustment hmm. yeah that's neat. I enjoy seeing the the end product of seeing what the specific innovation is, um, but it's it's cool to hear a little bit about the process behind that. Um, so yeah, so, turning yeah, to turning branding, branding specifically, do well. Can you get into a little bit what what role branding has played in your company, both in terms of just how you guys think about it, how you think about brand, the 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 way you describe it, the way you think about it. And then um, what role it's actually played, your focus on it, or whatever your approach is, has played in leading to where you guys are today? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't think there is anything that is more important than brand, really, for any company. Um, so brand is, you know, your reputation as a company. It's how people perceive you. It's how people think about your product and think about your service. It is everything. Um, and ultimately... If you have strong brand, you can sell, you know, people are going to trust you. They're going to identify you with you. They're going to be, they're going to want to use your product or use your service um, because they believe in it. And you then have the, like you, it's a leverage point, right? It's a leverage point and you can use that then to really sell any product or service that you want. Um, and I say it's a leverage point, but it's a leverage point only because you build brand by giving, right? So if I do enough for 
somebody else, um, if I'm constantly giving, if I, whether it's by providing information that makes them better, by making them laugh, by making them feel good, by sending them a gift or sending them, you know, whatever the thing is, is building a relationship. And if the other party feels like I'm there to help them and to support them and that the things that I'm doing make them better, then at that, that is the, um, you know, it's only a leverage point because I've gone and given so much. Um, and I think that's how you build brand, right? You build brand, yeah. building brand, you know, prior to the internet, it was going to, you know, cold calling on somebody and going in and shaking somebody's hand and taking them out to lunch um, and finding it. And not just, not just for the purposes of, hey, can I sell you this thing? But for the purposes of, hey, I actually care about you. What are the challenges that you're having in your business? Oh, you know, maybe I sell whatever, but I, you, you express that you have this issue with this other problem. And I either know, have expertise in that area that I can help you, um, or I have, um, or I know somebody and I can connect you with somebody, right? Those are ways that you build relationships with people. Um, and we live in a world today where we have the internet, we have all sorts of platforms that we can not just, we don't just, can't just, we don't just have to like call someone on the phone or knock on their door. I can, post something on the internet on LinkedIn or on Instagram or whatever. Um, and maybe, you know, I can reach maybe five people if I don't have a very big audience, but that's better than one. Um, but if I put the work in and I build a big enough audience, I can reach a hundred or I can reach a thousand or I can reach 10,000 or mm -hmm. I can reach a million potentially. Um, and I do that and I build, and I do I'm building a relationship, you know, leveraging the internet just as a tool so that I can figure out how to bless people. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, if you have a strong brand, you can sell anything. Um, in your mind, what what makes a strong brand? Is it the the breadth of your brand or the quality of it or a combination? Uh, so it has to be something like the product you use and the idea or the product you make or the product you sell and the kind of the ethos behind it has to be something that people are interested in. It doesn't have to be a ton of people, it just has to be enough people, right? So like Nike has strong brand, like everybody knows what they're gonna get, right? Um, and in, in, to some people, it's a negative brand, but it's still a strong brand, right? Mm. Um, same thing, you know, like, you know, big companies, Apple, Microsoft, whoever, we all, like they have communicated effectively who they are. Those are one-to-one, -one. yeah. And we know who they are. Even if it's a old, stale, useless brand, it's still, they still, it's, it's just reputation, right? Right. Um, and so that, you know, you're just trying to communicate with the world who you are. Yeah. Um, so consistency has, seems key there. For sure. It has, and it has less to do with, you're like, you're not trying to describe features and benefits. Communicating right. with people, describing features and benefits is not something that builds brand. Hmm. That is just a thing that is super uninterested. Nobody cares about. Yeah. Um, and showing like who you are and what, like who, like what do you believe in? That is interesting to people. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what you have to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, so what, what, how does that line up with, a, you know, any given recent post from you guys from Tenacore describing a specific product of yours? You know, is there is there a place for that in there where you are describing the features and benefits of your product? There is, but we actually oftentimes, well, um, like you got to remind people what you're doing. 
But right. I look, if I post a picture of a holster um, and I talk about this is what that holster does, I am I am less I'm reminding you of, hey, yeah, we also do. We also sell stuff. Yeah, and if you're interested, sure. you can buy. It. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really build brand like that. Yeah. If all it was was pictures of holsters. That's not building brand. Um, but the fact that we do training also and that we would post something, we would talk about um, like concealment and how to conceal your gun better and why this belt or that belt would work better for this type of holster um, and these types of features. And we're trying to help people in that process of concealing a gun or carrying a gun. Um, that's the kind of thing that is going to build brand. And you're going to speak about it. It's not just the fact that you show how to do those things, but it's also how you talk about it. Like there's lots of people could talk about it. Like you could talk about holsters, right? Um, but it probably wouldn't be super interesting because you're not into right. holsters and you don't design yeah. holsters, you don't make holsters and you haven't spent decades figuring it out, right? Mm -hmm. So you, so Landon Buteau videos on holsters probably wouldn't do very well. Hey, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> um, but there's other things like if Landon Buteau wanted to talk about soccer and coaching soccer and helping youth with soccer, they'd probably be pretty interesting videos, right? Right. And interesting content that people would be interested in looking at. And it may, and in the beginning, it wouldn't be millions of people or tens of thousands, right. of people, but it'd be somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's helpful. Um, and then, but uh, I want to get a get into um what you guys are doing specifically um and and on the practical level but real mm -hmm. real quick curious where how how this mindset has developed where have you um gotten your philosophy on branding over the years uh gary vaynerchuk yeah so that cool. would be where Solely. um pretty much i, I would yeah. say He's a and he's an interesting character that is some people really like, some people don't. Um, I think he is just a speaker of truth. Um, and some people just don't like to hear the things he has to say because it exposes them. Um, but you know, I mean he speaks to that's this where, issue brand very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Brand is what it's all about, and that brand you know, if you build brand, you can sell anything you want. Um, but part of building brand is not trying to sell, which is the kind of the oxymoron of the whole thing. Right. Like you, if your objective is to sell a bunch of stuff, you've already failed. Mm. Your objective needs to be to how to give to other people and how to bless them. Right. Right. And that's where it starts. And in the end, like what people want, um, people want metrics. And so most metrics that are out there and available are very sales oriented uh, and they are short term metrics. And mm -hmm. ultimately, yeah. building yeah. brand is a religious conviction that you need to have. And if you don't have that strong conviction to just continue to build brand and forget about sales and forget about short term metrics, then you're always going to be distracted and you're going to go a different direction and you're going to compromise mm -hmm. what you believe in for, short you know, term, short -term for short -term game. benefit. Like, you, cause you, yeah. cause you may believe you're going to get 10% growth this month if I do these things. Well, you might get that, but what you're not going to get is 
you know, 500% growth over the next 10 years. Right. And so you have to be willing to play the long game and invest in people and invest in processes and invest in what you're doing, um, knowing that it takes a while to pay off. But once it does and you're consistent with it, it's going to work out or the market's going to say you suck. Right. I mean, that'd, that'd be the other option. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other option is maybe you're actually really bad at what you're trying to do. And then the market, you've gonna, really gotten yourself out there. Yeah. And it's but you got to yeah. and put your time in to figure that out. You don't yeah. figure that out in yeah. days or weeks or months. Yeah. yeah that, that is, yeah, that's, that's a challenge for sure. And figuring out, um, you know, when, when is it the market telling you to change what you're doing and when is it patience, you know? Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry for the interruption. Give me 30 seconds. If you're listening to this podcast, you might not realize it, but you can give your friends a huge gift by saving them hours of sifting through lenders to find someone they can trust when they're trying to get a mortgage. So help your friends out and do us at CSM a big favor. If you ever hear any of your friends talking about buying a house or getting a refinance, let them know you know someone and send them to clevelandstreet.com. I had a recent conversation, um, a recent call, another one of these and we were talking specifically about the difference between a personal brand and a company brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm curious what what your approach to building Tanacore's brand has been. Is it, where does it start? You know, if you're building your personal brand, in a sense, you've got everything created already. When you're building your company brand, do you focus on on starting with who we are and, and spend a lot of time defining that and then go out and just, you know, let that be known in whatever platforms are available or what's your process been on that? Yeah, those are good questions. I think, um, one, sometimes people can talk about wanting to like separate things out and it becomes an academic discussion for the sake of, procrastinating and not doing something. Um, So we want to be careful from the get-go that that's not what we're doing, that we're not like trying to be nuancy just so we can say, well, I'm trying to do this company brand thing over here and that's why I haven't really started, right? So for sure, that is a lot of people's temptation um, and they want to rationalize their insecurity and their fear. Um, So don't do that would be number one. Um, After that, uh, so, well, I guess similarly, I think it doesn't matter that much. So just go do something. Your personal brand, if someone's particularly if someone's just starting out, whether it is their company brand or their personal brand, they don't really know what that is. Like right. they don't know what their brand is really, because they, they don't. They probably haven't done enough that they really know who they are yet. If that makes sense. Right. And so part of it is you need to just go do stuff, doing the things and talking about who you are, talking about what you believe, talking about your product is going to be the sanctifying process that opens your eyes to who you are and what you actually believe. And so six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, you are going to have a much more mature perspective on who you are and who your company is. Um, and I don't think there's a, there's not a, oh, it's too late to separate my personal brand from my company brand. And so just go do stuff. 
would be is kind of the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I think I mean you can make a distinction, but ultimately, so like Tenacor, you know, I'm the one that started the company. I mean, at this right. point, you know, we're still a small company. We got like 27 people. Um, we've grown a lot. Um, I'm not the only one that communicates on behalf of the company anymore, though. But the company is very much my me and my personality. Right. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So someone on the outside may not know that, but internally, I think everybody knows that. Yeah. And that's been some of the sanctifying process, or particularly over the last six to 12 months, is understanding that the look and the feel and the perspective is Jeff Mao and Tenacore. The two are the same. Um, and now, as the company matures, let's put processes in place to be able to um, be consistent in that voice, even if it's not me talking. And that's just like a maturing, sanctifying thing for mm-hmm. us as a company. And that is me um, understanding that and then documenting who who are we, making sure that I'm talking to the people internally about who we are and how we communicate with people so that they then can be consistent in that. Um, and then at some point, you know, do we, you know, if I have the Jeff Mao brand versus the Tenacore brand, I mean, you can always over a period, like say it was just Jeff's holsters. Um, you know, could we spin it into something else? We probably could. I guess uh, to some extent that was, I mean, that's the reason why it's not Jeff's custom holsters, because I recognize in the beginning, I didn't want it to be that. So that's why the, we have a name, Tenacore, which is different than anything else in the industry, which is a generic, because I believed in brand. I, I wanted to be able to sell like training, product, service. I wanted to be able to sell all kinds of different things. Potentially, mm. I didn't want to be restricted. And so that's why it wasn't just that one thing. Um, right. Yeah. I want to hear how, how this connects to your trainings and and uh, what uh, other services besides just holsters that you're providing right now. But the, the question I want to ask specifically is um, what what are the most noteworthy things that have helped you create your reputation or your brand as it is? Um, and that could be things that you have focused on def- defining who Tenacore is or things that you focused on in terms of making known who you are. Um, and you you hinted at um, or you, you you talked about the trainings, and I'm curious if those were solely you know we we want to do these that they're good to do, but they're they're mostly just an expansion of who we are so that we can sell our holsters for now or how how does that tie in? Yeah, so we um, you know if you would have asked me. 15 years ago, what I so I was a police officer for many years. If you would have asked me what I'm going to do when I'm done being a cop, I would have said training. Um, so there's a natural connection. It's like that's really one of my passions and what I love doing. Yeah. Um, sharing how to do things and how to make people better with that. And so there's a natural connection there. Um, but then that's an, that's a thing that is interesting and cool to people within this industry, right? It's within the shooting um, and tactical industry. 
And so there's a natural connection there. So I can leverage as something I enjoy. It is something that can make people better. Um, and so we can provide training. We can talk about training. We can video it. We can put training videos up and people can look at it and they'll appreciate that. So um, that and then that like that is part of who we are. That is our the genesis of like the reason why we think products we need to make products is because we do things right so we have a thing to talk about the priority survival of mindset tactics skill and equipment equipment is at the bottom of that we sell equipment that's how we make money but really the equipment is driven by our mindset our tactics and our skills so if we have the ability to talk about our tactics and skills and do that in an intelligent way that people can learn from that's going to better communicate with people who we are and what we care about um and so i think that's important for building brand right you want to yeah people who you are so like if i was a if i was a real estate agent i would want to share with people about who who that who i am and what i do and why and i'm probably going to sell houses that i'm going to sell houses to people that are similar to me so when i talk if i go hunting and yeah. i talk about that like you know if i was a real estate agent i would try to build personal brand and i wouldn't try to build a company brand and i would want people to think that I'm cool. And the same thing if I was a, a mortgage broker. Again, I would probably, unless I was looking to build and franchise something out, I would try to build a personal brand and I want people to know who I am and what I do. And I, you know, right. I have a background in these areas and, you know, I, I like baking cookies or I like going hunting or I like doing whatever. And people are probably going to identify with those things and they're going to want to like use me for, to help buy their house. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's the tension and, you know, coming back to that division again, which I, that, I don't want to make that the focus, but I, it's something I've thought a lot about as in my role in marketing for Cleveland Street and then in my role as a loan officer, um, I'm a mortgage broker, um, is, you know, what am I losing something for Cleveland Street if I put my energy as a marketing director into marketing our our specific individual loan officers and building their personal brand um, versus building the brand name of CSM. Um, and I think you're right. You have to think about what your end goals. Are you looking to build the yeah. company? Are you looking to, you know, franchise? Uh, and um, so I think that's that's coming to the surface is what do we actually want to do? I think Cleveland Street Mortgage is going to be a company that's here for decades and there's going to be 20 to 50 loan officers working there then you would want to talk about cleveland street mortgage and how you're going to accomplish that and what that looks like but if cleveland street mortgage is chris buteau and landon buteau and maybe one or two other people and maybe those people cycle through right um right then you want to talk about who chris is and why i would want to trust chris with buying a six hundred thousand dollar house right right You'd want yeah. to build. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. Yeah. And the same thing, like even if like if I decided I'm going to come to work for Cleveland Street Mortgage, and I'm going to be one of your loan officers. Um, really, you want to pour into me as that loan officer. Right. You want to right. leverage. You want me to want to come to work for your Cleveland Street Mortgage and not somebody else. Um, and right. you want to be able to show to me how the marketing team at Cleveland Street Mortgage is going to pour resources into me and build the brand of Jeff Mao and show not just what is the short term um, 
you know, it's not just short-term metrics of did he originate enough loans this month to pay the bill, but do we have a long-term perspective in Jeff Mao's ability to or build relationships and originate loans over years that is going to ultimately build wealth for him and then also build wealth for the company? And at some point, All I right. may, you know, maybe I'm this awesome loan officer three years from now and I spin off and I do my own thing. But ultimately, mm-hmm. that build, that builds the reputation of Cleveland Street. Um, yeah. And then there's someone else who comes in behind. And then it's like you guys have not only the loan infrastructure to support a bunch of loan officers, but you also have this marketing component that can build brand and it brings value. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, hopefully, even if I am doing all this stuff on my own, there's enough mm. value in being associated with the brand of Cleveland Street Mortgage and the, um, you know, the infrastructure that like Landon Buteau brings to me as helping with my marketing efforts um, and just the reputation that Cleveland Street has that I wouldn't want to go off on my own. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of the direction we have in mind right now is bring value to our loan officers by supporting their personal brand and then also bring value to them and others by building building our company brand and uh then that's it's it's two twofold effect there for loan officers that can come and yep, benefit from both great. of those things for us and if you i think that's a right perspective because if you have the perspective of <clears throat> always how does this benefit cleveland street how does this benefit cleveland street you you just lost right 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 yeah like you started yep like the end game is that it's not going to work you've already failed what you have to start from the perspective of is how is this going to benefit my audience and how is this going to benefit the other people on our team and how does it really benefit the potential customers we're going to because it is that long the religious conviction about brand and believing in brand that does not have to do with short-term sales for you guys as as a loan you know as a mortgage company you have it's very easy to track those short-term metrics and you want to look right. at that. the individual loan officer probably should. And, you know, because you should right. be tracking because if you don't yeah, have money, place right, for that. it doesn't yeah. work. But from yeah. a brand yeah. marketing perspective, it's about building brand, which is a long term play, which is all about blessing people, which is all about giving and has nothing to do with receiving. And that's, you know, Gary yeah, Vaynerchuk awesome. talks about 51 percent that in every relationship you have with somebody, you should always be looking for them to have at least 51% value. Hmm. And if you, cause if yeah. you are always the person that's looking for 51% value or more, then you're always the guy who is taking advantage of other people. Right. Right. He taught, and I forget yeah. this guy's name, but there's like this one Chinese business guy who never does a deal where he has more than 49%. And people and that the question put to him well why do you do that and he's like well if i have 80 percent ownership or whatever control in this deal that's great for that deal but those people are not going to want to do business with me again but if i'm always the guy who has 49 percent, it's not just about this one deal everybody always wants to do business with him because they know they're always going to get more and he's yeah. able to make money and scale because he's got hundreds if not thousands of people that want to do business with them all the time yeah because does that make sense yeah um, yeah I mean, really really good stuff perspective yeah 
you have to let other yeah. people get you have to let other people get more and so like i on the one hand that sounds crazy but i you know i sell a holster for 120 bucks i actually believe that they're getting the benefit I think my holsters are worth more than what they're paying. I think the value add to somebody's life, if they choose to come to Tenacore, they choose to interact with our training and uh, the things we say about how to think about personal safety and how to think about equipment, and then you buy our product, that customer is getting way more value than what they're paying for. And I believe that. And other yeah. people believe that. They might not yeah, agree. Yeah. And that's fine. But that's what I believe. Yeah. And so I'm perfectly yeah. happy to keep doing what we're doing and keep selling our product and maybe even raise our price at some point mm. because yeah. I think they're getting more value overall than we are. Right. Yeah, it's great. Um, have you read uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a good read? Is it more than than what you get on Instagram and Spotify uh, every day or is it the same? So he, I mean, Gary basically says the same stuff all the time. Yeah. Over Everywhere. and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason he writes a book is because some people are book readers. Right. And they don't like yeah. YouTube or they don't so like if you consume it. Yep. Yeah. So if that's how you consume stuff, then read the book. If yeah. you like listening to podcasts, then listen to the podcast. If you like yeah. scrolling through your feed and Instagram, then consume it there. Um, yeah. Similar. Yep. Same idea. Yep. Um, okay. Well, I'll uh, super, super valuable kind of high level stuff. I want to get at least one real practical, like specific, real practical thing. And this could go back to your training. It could go back to a specific platform you're pursuing right now. Um, what, what is, is now or next for you guys in terms of, um, real practical specific things you're excited about? Is it, a, um, a specific platform or a new service you're providing in, in building your brand and reputation? Uh, so when it comes to, like I talked about religious conviction about brand building, like you just need to have yeah. that. It's not, um, it's not cool and it's not sexy. Um, it is just what you need to have. It's like kind of like, and then you need to be consistent with it. So it's kind of like reading your Bible. You just yeah. kind of have to do that every day and you do a little bit and it, may not seem fun it's certainly not sexy but it's the thing you need to do to get better and so if you want to build brand you just need to be consistent at it um, yeah and I would say the change that we have made recently is trying to document things and be more consistent and have a plan where these are the minimum things we're going to do every single day and then we're going to track those things to ensure that we execute those so we have a thing where it's like we're going to make x number of posts on instagram and facebook on the feed, on stories, on whatever, on a daily basis. And we have a calendar that we track that on. And it's like, we've done these things. And then we have next steps of, we're gonna make X number of YouTube, you know, once we are doing that consistently, we're gonna do the next thing. We're gonna make X amount of YouTube videos per week. And then we're gonna make X amount of blog posts per week. And we're gonna just slowly, methodically plot away at executing the brand build in a really, uninteresting methodical way because we have a multi-decade perspective on how on where tenacore is going to go and what we're going to do and we know we need to lay a foundation
Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.